Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. Today, we're in the consumer goods space again, one of my favorite industries, of course, talking foods. On the podcast today is Theo Lee. He is the co-founder and CEO of K-Pop Foods. Theo, I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) Thank you for the intro, Justin. Yeah, glad to be here. Uh, Thank you for the invite and uh, happy to be a part of it. I'm excited. I love the name, first of all, K-Pop. Like It's just pop. You know, It's cool. I'm sure that was part of the the reason you called it that. And I want to hear that in a minute. But all right. So you and your co-founder, Mike Kim, you're at UCLA doing your MBAs at the Anderson Business School. And you decide to start this company, K-Pop Foods. So talk about how you guys decided to get it started and, and what got it off the ground. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, Mike and I, we met at business school at UCLA Anderson. And, um, you know, in LA, Koreatown, Korean barbecue was really starting to take off. And it all started with, you know, Mike and I were constantly taking our friends out to K-Town, having Korean barbecue, drinking, eating. And you really started to see all of our friends really sort of embrace the food, the atmosphere, and, and they just really started to love it. And they would sort of ask us, hey, you know, is there any chance we could get this, you know, on the west side, um, closer to where we live? You know, if you know LA, <laughs> traffic can be pretty brutal. I do. And it's really brutal. Worse than Atlanta, even. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And that's what got Mike and I thinking. And, you know, we both came to Anderson, um, you know, from different backgrounds. I was a finance investment banker. Mike came from the army and the military and served, you know, in Afghanistan and, and spent some time in Korea. But we both came to Anderson knowing that we wanted to start something. And this was sort of the big turning point. You know, I remember we were at Korean barbecue with our friends. We were, Mike and I started talking like, hey, you know, maybe there's an opportunity to start a Korean food brand. Um, We started doing a little bit of research, you know, the next couple of days and realized, you know, there was sort of a hole in the market for, you know, a more modern brand that could really engage with customers on social media that was really out there and putting themselves out. Um, You saw a lot of chefs and restaurants doing it, you know, David Chang, Roy Choi, um, Anthony Bourdain, you know, was a huge part of you know getting korean cuisine out there um but mike and i really thought we had a chance to build a brand um, which was the most important thing for us and you know the way we started was i told him about my grandma used to send me you know a korean chili sauce when i was an undergrad and right my buddies <laughs> used to love it right you know on that college budget you don't have a you're eating pretty much eggs and bread all the time and so anything Absolutely. with some flavor was always great and yeah, it kind of just took off from there. You know, we we took it through sort of the our business school program, took it through the classes, and then you know launched it on Kickstarter while during our last quarter at business school, and things just kind of took off from there. Wow! And so, how did you decide? I mean, I, I guess you know you, you got the you had the food idea and whatnot, but how did you decide this is going to be it? And did you start it off in snack food and the sauces, or did you start in one versus the other? How did that how did that work out? Yeah, when we thought about it, we actually started with sauces. So okay. the first, our pro- first product was K-pop sauce, yep. um, which we call our Korean chili sauce based on my grandma's recipe. And we started that. with that one. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> we started with that one because we thought it was the most universal and easiest to sort of apply to a bunch of different foods and get people accustomed to it. Um, we really thought a lot about that piece of it, and we did a lot of focus group testing. And we figured out things that people didn't like. And it wasn't just, you know, answering surveys. We actually videotaped our friends and 
Wow. You know, people we brought in just to really see what their facial reactions were and how much they were using it and things like that. And we gained a ton of insight and, um, you know, thank God, because our team back then, you know, Mike and I weren't the most creative or funny people, but our <laughs> classmates, nice. you know, really, you know, really rallied around us and helped us come up with an amazing Kickstarter video. Um, and it kind of just, you know, took off from there. And, uh, you know, we, our goal was just $10,000 on sure. Kickstarter. Yep. And, you know, we ended up hitting our goal within the first eight hours of the campaign. Wow. And wow. yeah, it just took off. And, you know, we ended up closing that thing with 40,000. And We knew we wanted to start with the sauce. Um, we then introduced our seaweed snack in April of last year. So about five, six months into, you know, fully operating. Um, and it was more opportunistic than anything. We, we ended up working with someone that Mike knew. He had, you know, had this seaweed plant. He really liked our branding and thought that if he wanted to make, you know, a good brand out of the, his seaweed product, he needed a good brand that could reach sort of a new audience. And we started working with him, playing around with some recipes and some flavor profiles and finally got to a point where, like, hey, you know what, let's give this thing a shot and see what happens. And uh, that's, <laughs> that's how we launched our second product. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. And that's what I found a lot of entrepreneurs. It's, you know, kind of like happenstance or whatnot that they add another product line like this so but um let's go back to the first things though so you you made it sound like it was just oh so simple to to mimic your mom's formula for this sauce so <laughs> but talk about the details of that right you hadn't ever been in the consumer goods industry you hadn't picked out packaging before you hadn't met with anyone that could create a sauce or um, a seasoning or anything like that so talk about how you you explored and figured out that market yeah, you know, it it was it was definitely a lot of trial and error. Um, in the beginning, you know, it was calling my grandma. Hey, grandma, can you give me the recipe, please? <laughs> like, I promise this will work. And she's like, I don't know. I think she was like, this is ridiculous. But you know what? You're my grandson, so I'll help you out here. Um, <laughs> so, you know, in the beginning, it was a lot of us just testing things out in my own kitchen. Um, you know, we'd be going to school, doing, you know, obviously we had a social life. Um but then whenever we had some late hours, we'd be toying around with things in the kitchen. And what really saved us was finding a cheap way for people to try samples of our sauce. The way we did that was, you know, we realized we couldn't make eight ounce bottles for everybody. Right. But we you found can't get on those out, everybody. Yep. Yeah, exactly. We found on Amazon these little like, um, like you know, those bento box soy sauce containers. Of course. They, they usually come like little fishies. Yep. We found these other ones that were pigs. And they were slightly bigger, right? But they were super small, but just enough to get, you know, a good amount of sauce in there. And so we started filling these things up late night and we just started throwing them around everywhere, you know, giving them so to anyone we could. Yeah. Note, to all, what... note to all the future <laughs> entrepreneurs of the world, the keywords are at night, at home. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, like I interviewed a guy who started a candy business. I mean, he used to cook the candy at home before he, you know, before he got real traction, right? I mean, you kind of yep, exactly. have to get things started. Mm -hmm, exactly. And that's how we learned a lot. And we, we started sending the sauce to our friends of friends to do US mail and things like that. <laughs> you know, some of them did come back, but you right. know, most of them made it to the final destination, even though it may have taken a couple extra weeks. But, um, you know, that's how we got things going. And then, you know, the hardest part was actually trying to find the manufacturer. So talk about how you figured that out. Yeah. So in the beginning, I literally, you know, I remember it was like a Friday um, Mike and I were sitting there and I was like, okay, I'm going to start to find this manufacturer. And, and this was before we had even launched on Kickstarter. So we didn't know 
how much we were going to need and things like that. And so I had a list of about 25 co-packers and believe it or not, you know, I called every single one of them and I must've been yelled at by about 20 of them. (laughs) These guys are like, what you're wasting my time. I only work with the big brands. Don't waste my time. Hangs up on me. Next guy laughs at me and goes, no, I I don't, I don't, I don't do this. Hangs up. And so you're kidding. Persistence though, right? Yeah, exactly. Persistence. And, and finally, you know, someone we had networked with at UCLA Anderson was in the food space and had a co-packer that he highly recommended. Finally, that person kind of started telling me the process. Okay. You need to get the food scientist. You then need to make sure, you know, things will scale properly, submit things to the FDA for pH levels. Um, And from there, you know, we started saying, okay, now we got to go get a food scientist, started networking. Um, Thankfully um, my uncle had a friend who was in the food business and his food scientist had some extra time. So, you know, he loved our story and he worked with us to get things formulated and and tweaking things here and there and doing the initial testing. And then, um, you know, Kickstarter happened. And so we realized we're going to need to do a lot, a much larger run than the initial, you know, small, small gallon batches. Let's dive into the Kickstarter thing. So I've had a couple of folks on that have done Kickstarters before. I always love to hear the story. So what made you decide to do Kickstarter? And then how did you, why do you think it was successful? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we decided to do Kickstarter because we thought it was a good way for us to test the market and, you know, actually execute on something and and sort of de-risk this business before graduating from business school. Um, That was the biggest thing because, you know, in business school, I, you know, so many amazing classmates coming up with amazing tech ideas and, you know, ideas and, you know, we're coming up here with a sauce company and a brand versus, you know, the next tech app that could save the world or something. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) And so, you know, we kind of realized, all right, you know, we really want to make this thing work. We're going to have to hustle a little bit here. And, so we were like, Kickstarter seems like the right platform. Seems like something we can we can build around. And and the way we really started it was, um, you know, Mike actually headed up sort of the strategy of everything, doing a ton of the research. But our team and I, you know, we talked to a lot of people in the Kickstarter community, um, other people that had run super successful campaigns. We, you know, we reached out to anyone and everyone we could to sort of talk to them, learn about their mistakes, learn about what worked well. Um, and we sort of realized, okay, you know, it seems like, you know, we're going to have to do a lot of the work up front and get samples out to people. And thankfully, we had done a lot of that already. Um, you know, we had our website up. We had the Instagram account up. We had a community of people that had tried the sauce. And, you know, we I remember we talked to a PR firm, I think, about two days before launching the campaign. And, you know, we ran through everything, talked to her about stuff. And she goes, Oh no, you guys aren't going to make it. Like it, this isn't going to work. You're kidding. Yeah, she, she said she that. Like, you, yeah. She's like, yeah, he's much larger email list. You need to have this. And that. Oh, you mean for Kickstarter? Yeah. For oh, Kickstarter. God. And we're going, yeah, well, you know this what? We're what we actually got. launching in two days. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> and uh, we said, all right, well, you know what? Let, let's see what happens. But right. to be honest, you know, our community around us at UCLA Anderson was amazing. You know, we had, we had like over a hundred shares on Facebook within the first, you know, first couple hours, um, people were responding to us right away. And, you know, it, it just all sort of hit perfectly. It's kind of I power think, of the network, right? I mean, exactly. Exactly. Yep, exactly. And, you know, you know, we had done that small piece of getting samples out to people, keeping everyone, you know, involved and, and updated. And it kind of just took a life of its own. And, you know, once we hit our goal, you know, Kickstarter, you know, saw us, they gave us, you know, that project we love stamp. And then, 
you know, I think a week later we were the project of the day. And so that that's cool. A ton of attraction. Yeah. That's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, okay. So off. you're off and running. Um, you've got a sauce made. You um, have interests from others that are wanting to invest. And how did you figure out like where to go market wise? You know, how do you get it into stores, restaurants, retailers, et cetera? How did you figure out your kind of path to market? Yeah, absolutely. We, you know, again, it was all about networking. And I had a chance to talk to a lot of other startup CEOs that had gone through something of creating an ethnic food item or a sauce and learning from them on how they got things started. And the biggest thing, the biggest advice they sort of gave me was be careful of distribution. Don't expand too quickly and make sure making make sure your brand is ready for it. Um, and we took that really to heart. And you know, with the ways things, you know, everything had been changing, you know, Amazon was taking off. You know, companies were starting up, you know, online and doing great. And so we sort of told ourselves, you know what, why don't we, you know, we're not going to get the massive growth right off the bat, but let's learn how to do really well online, build our community, build ourselves up on Amazon, understand sort of operations. And then at a point when we feel like we're ready, we'll really start to hit the stores very hard. But by doing this, we won't be hemorrhaging cash right up front. We won't be, you know, overextending ourselves right off the bat it gave us time to you know really build the brand and also you know develop our team and things like that and thus far it's worked out you know almost according to plan not exactly right nothing ever does of course um but yeah it's worked out no that's great and so you know when we talk about um the snack area so i i get that you kind of this is more of a happenstance thing but what do you see as your market on the snack food side? I think it's kind of cool. I like the names, the K-pop sea snacks um, and whatnot. It's nice you can bundle this too. So how did you decide, you know, what your market would be for this product versus the sauces? Yeah, you know, the sea snacks was, you know, it was interesting because, you know, we always saw it, Mike and I always thought it was something super healthy that we grew up around all the time. Right. And we had seen, you know, a couple other brands doing some stuff here and there, but we just felt like our branding was so different that there was an opportunity for us to hit it really hard. And it actually came about that we also had a partnership opportunity um, with FabFitFun and Pinterest, oh. and they were really excited in the product. And so we were kind of like, okay, if they're excited, then, then we're know, maybe excited. we should really should. <laughs> right. Exactly, exactly. And so we really hustled to get that product out there. Um, and believe it or not, you know, it's done really well on Amazon. You know, People really like the healthy, all-natural, organic, and you know, I think that there's still some things that we'd love to iterate on. And so we're working on that now, but we're hoping to come out with some iterations here and, you know, the next couple months, maybe down the road, maybe a year. But, um, you know, we see a lot of, you know, you know, people that are health conscious, people looking for healthier snacking alternatives really enjoy this stuff. And so we're happy about that. That's awesome. Well, I always like to ask our entrepreneurs, like some of the biggest lessons learned, um, you know, since starting the business, what would be two or three of yours that you could share with our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know what, um, some of it, one of it's definitely networking. Try to talk to as many different people as you can and really try to learn from them and what they went through, um, those strengths and, you know, some of their failures. I mean, I've learned more from people, people willing to share what they did wrong than what they did right. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And, and the second one is, you know, put yourselves out there. You know, our head of product who developed our three newest sauces, um, Chris O, um, you know, celebrity chef was, you know, winner of the Great American Food Truck Race. He's got a number of restaurants here in LA. Um, he's been on Bravo TV. 
you know, everyone was like, how in the world did you get a hold of this guy? And I was telling people, I was like, I literally just messaged him on Instagram. Right. <laughs> he, re- he responded. Yeah. Yeah. He responded. Pretty cool. And next thing you know, we had a meeting and, you know, we were, you know, had several meetings after that to make sure it was the right partnership, but we all were on the same page and we were super excited to bring him on. But, you know, it's kind of like one of those things that you just got to go after everything you can. So whether it's Instagram, email, LinkedIn, um, you know, always reach out to people and try to see if there's a way to add some value to them. And, you know, maybe you'll get some value back. I love that. That's really, really cool. Well, um, our listeners, I'm sure, are hungry and or wanting to try your products. So where can they connect with you? How can they engage with you? Where can they find the sauces and whatnot? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so all of our newest sauces, the K-pop kimchi mayo sauce, K-pop honey glaze, and our K-pop triple X sauce, they're all available on Amazon Prime or our website at kpopfoods.com. Um, we, we, we invest a lot of time into our content, so please check out our Instagram handle k-pop foods um we've got some videos up on youtube you'll you'll find some pretty funny stuff up there and so definitely (laughs) check it out (laughs) i think it's really really cool and i'm excited for you guys as you're getting launched here and and going and i like the the approach you know in terms of the product and the uh the branding and whatnot i think it's really really great uh thank you yeah so theo thanks so much for coming on the podcast yeah, thank you so much for having me again. And uh, yeah, you know, I hope uh, everyone uh, learns a little bit here or there. And, you know, always feel free to reach out. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. Contender.